Good afternoon, all. Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. This is the This Is Us After Show for Season 5, Episode 5 and 6. We Episode 5, we've mainly about Kate with sprinkles of Randall and Kevin. And Episode 6 is all Randall with a sprinkle of Kevin at the end. So, let's get started. Alright, so... Randall gets a message from da 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 as we know in six. Um his his birth mother's uh, boyfriend, basically. And he finds out about Randall via his little strip tease. See, the YouTube does good things too. And he got back in through his campaign office. And Randall was a little hesitant because what the message that he sent was that your mother died in 2015. And to Randall's knowledge, uh, William said that she died when she gave birth. And if what this man said is true, that means that he's going through the same thing when he went through Rebecca again about the fact that one of his parents lied about the other one. And they lied so much that they didn't have enough, Randall doesn't have enough time left with them. Didn't have a lot of time with William because Rebecca, I mean, like, it wasn't totally her fault, but her insecurities got the better of her. And if William did the same thing, she, she didn't have no time with his mommy. I mean, all this time, my boy was in college. He was alive and well, and, he, and his mommy was alive and well. I mean, not well, but she was alive, and he could have been with her, saw her, talked to her. But she couldn't get in contact with him, and he thought she was dead, so he probably didn't even look anymore. Especially after that little scam in high school slash college, so, yeah. I understand. <sighs> it was real bum dinger. So, Beth was finally the one that told him that, you know, you need to talk to your therapist about this. Randall was about to go off on a run and just ignore the entire thing. Because the possibility that he was going to have to go through the same thing he went with Rebecca. With the fact that with William and William's dead now, it's just going to make him lose his mind. So, he was a little tough with Beth. He didn't go off, but he wasn't all that nice about it. Got on his run, ended up talking with his therapist, like best suggested, and they worked it out, saying that, well, what's the worst that could happen? I mean, Randall, you want to know your story, your birth story. What happened before the fire station? This is a chance to know it. I mean, it may open up some old wounds, but I think you'll be all the better for it in the end. So... That's what Randall did. <sighs> Raymond Beth called him up. And the first thing she asked was, uh, I need to know if William lied to me. You know? Because I can't deal with it. I just, I need, I need to know off the bat. That's the first thing he asked when he got off the phone. And I said, um, to his best knowledge, she was dead. So, because apparently... William left before she was revived. I mean, the superior said to call it, but the little, um, apparently William's face and the fact that he had a baby in the sound kind of twisted the other paramedic's heart. He just kept going to town, be like, wake up, 
wake up. <sighs> and well, she woke up. Now, are you stressing over into episode six now? And then, you know, I suggested that you guys come down here because he wanted to show William where she grew up, where she lived, her life story, the places she loved. And then, you know, Beth and them offered to go up to New Orleans. Right. And, I mean, he did get a call from Kevin. But Randall wasn't in the best head at space to forgive Kevin at the time. And it seems like Kevin really needed Randall's advice, considering what happens in the next episode. But let's get back to it. So he goes to Kevin's story. Apparently, Kevin finally got the part that he wanted. Madison always knew about it, but she didn't realize that there would be so much travel in the fact that he's going to become a movie star. You know, movies are casted, I mean, made, like, everywhere. I mean, like, you being stationary for a movie is very rare, from what I understand. They go all over the place to um, shoot these movies. Especially in Corona times, they need big open spaces to shoot these movies now. They can't be any closed sets. So if they can find a good price in budget spacey area, they go in there. Wherever it is. To fix the background of the movie, it's all good. So let's see. Hmm... Okay, um, so Kevin and her have a little tit-for-tat with the fact that he doesn't know if he should leave, because, you know, if he leaves, something might happen. Their relationship just got started. I mean, I don't even think they love each other yet. Like each other, maybe. They're just basically roommates as of right now, with a baby on the way. You know, Madison and her, um, I think it was anorexia? Was the whole pregnancy thing really kicking up behind. She's doing the best, but it's kicking her butt. It's stressing her out. And apparently, we learned a couple of episodes before that their insecurities, they kind of, I don't know what you say, balance each other out, but kind of keep each other in check. So, you know, each of them don't go too far down the rabbit hole. Both of them are very much into fitness. <sighs> Because of, you know, Kevin and his dad, and how his dad taught him how to, you know, get fit, you know. One of the things that they still bonded over, that he could still do, even when he's not here. Madison's always checking her weight, constantly counting calories, counting food. Ugh, even I stressed out just thinking about it. God, I'm glad I don't have these problems. I mean, like, every, every woman has the problem of maintaining her weight, but when you get into the anorexia and bulimia side of it, it is just, it's a lot. I don't even know how to use to it. It's freaking me out just to look at it sometimes. You're like, girl, you do your best, but honestly, I, can, uh, I don't know how you do it. I give you full and almighty 100% props for whatever you do to maintain yourself and your mental health. Because that's, that's a lot. Alright, so, where, where was I? So, Kevin and her are trying to figure out this whole going back and forth for these movie situation, like, a nanny on the road. 
they basically got me living in one trick that RV, going to places all, always on an airplane, and that isn't the life she wanted. She kind of wanted to be a stationary home right in her home. And she was like, I was willing to do this all alone. I mean, like, I wasn't, I wasn't want to track around the world with you. Like, like, I was going to be fine right here by myself. I don't know about that. Because my girl have a lot to deal with just by herself, but. I don't know if the babies would make her condition, well, her disease worse or better. Maybe it'll be a little of both. I don't know if she can handle it by herself. I mean, like, one baby is a lot. Some people, what? Two? At the same time? Oh, wow. Oh. I get it. It'll take a while for you to get to the swing of things, Madison, so. Uh. I don't think you should push Kevin away as much as you think you're doing. I mean, like, you could probably just tell him to rein in his schedule. I mean, like, of course, you both realize that this is going to be his schedule, but apparently the reality just kind of knocked them in the face this episode. So they're trying to figure out what to do, and then she gives him not so much an ultimatum, but a choice, I guess, of where you want to be and what you want to do. Take your time on this movie, think, get your head together, get your thoughts together, come back with a proper answer. We'll be waiting. And then he didn't know if he wanted to leave, because apparently when we got to this flashback of when he was just, was when he just graduated from one New York acting school, and he got recommended for TV in LA, um, well, you're trying to figure it out, right? I was like, hmm. <sighs> I mean, they were trying to do it, right? TV in LA. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, so, apparently, from what I understand of Sophie and Kevin, who I always thought was going to be soulmates, I mean, the fact that he ended up with, um, Kate's best friend kind of threw me for a loop, I honestly don't see more than best friendship right now. I mean, I could see they could be very close to best friends. They could iron each other out for the fact that they're very similar. But honestly, beyond that, I don't see it. I just don't see it. The possible love that could happen. Uh, I don't see it. I mean, I saw more chemistry between him and the army vet than him and Madison. So, uh, maybe it'll just be a cohabitation kind of situation. Because I'm not seeing love. I'm just not seeing it. Anyway, so, he flashed back to when, you know, he left Sophie, um, because they were together for, like, umpteen years, so he thought that they were going to be fine, because apparently Randall had a bad omen about the fact that he was going to leave and go off to L.A. and leave her here to go finish off her nursing degree, and she goes back and... Let me go back, because, you know, uh, yeah, um, sorry, um, Randall must have had a bad omen, and he was, and he calls him privately and tried to talk to him, like, on the side, not in front of everybody, being like, um, dude, I don't think you should go to LA, and then he was like, dude, me and Sophie have been strong, I think we can handle long distance, and, um, Randall was like, I don't know about that, dude, because, like, if, Anything would happen with Beth and she went away somewhere, I don't think I could take it. 
being that far away from her for I don't know how long. I don't think this is a good idea for your relationship. I mean, it seems like Kevin appreciated the fact that Randall cared and he gave him some good advice, but he was still about himself at the time and thought that everything was going to be fine. But lo and behold, what do you see? Randall's right, like he usually is. I mean, like, it's mostly annoying for siblings, I can tell you that much, when your other sibling is right all the time, but when they're right, they're right. You can't do nothing about it. The truth hurts. And, and apparently, he flashed back to that moment because it reminded him of this moment, apparently. He thought that, just like how he left Sophie that day when he came back, it wasn't all that great. That was the beginning of the end for them. Uh, apparently, they divorced a couple years later. And then, well, I like how this theme of the fact, it seems like Kevin falls in love with Kate's best friends. If he does fall in love with Madison. Which is weird. Like my boy. I mean, he possibly has a sister complex, considering they're basically twins. <sighs> you know, some people go out to people like their mom, with mom because they have a mom complex. People like their father because they have a father complex. People like their brother or sister, brother or sister complex. That's usually what happens. Or then you have the rare ones that go up with somebody and nobody like in the army. Those are very rare. Mostly you'd go and see somebody who married somebody else and it's very similar to somebody else in one of the families. I'm telling you, it's always better. When they say you're attracted to your own kind, but you're also attracted to your opposite kind. <sighs> so, Gavin's kind of on the cliff with that. And then we go over to the main story of this episode, and that'd be Katie Key. Katie Pie. And we got Ladybug. Okay, so apparently she was talking about her past relationship with this guy who apparently got her pregnant and she had to go through an abortion alone. I mean, it wasn't so much purpose, it was kind of purposely alone. She tried to tell her mom, but she just couldn't. Every time she saw her face, apparently, it just kind of, I don't know if it's because her mom was still sad about her dad, or she was just too ashamed to tell her mom, or she was too scared, or she didn't want to open up about it. Just wasn't ready. I mean, considering I'm 10 years later with Toby, they in the marriage for a good two years, and Toby still don't know about this abortion until right now. I mean, even Toby said, I mean, you did not deal with this. I'm sorry, babe. Like, you think you dealt with this, but you did not. You did not deal with the situation. You kind of just left it to fester in a box. And when you finally opened it up, and it just blasted open, and, you know, all the mold and everything, worms and guts just came spurting out all over the place. Yeah, like Toby wasn't disappointed in her. He was more disappointed in the fact that she took so long to tell him. Maybe not so much in her, but she, he didn't know this information for the yes that they've been married. I mean, we've been sitting here trying to have a baby, and this didn't come up once. This didn't even cross your mind to just drop out in a friendly sentence. Like seriously, y'all have plenty of serious conversation. I mean, when your baby's born, not gonna be like one. Uh, he was discussing bad things about babies. I mean, not so much bad things, but hard things to talk about about babies. That's something you gotta talk about. Like, you gotta put it all in the same area. I mean, like, you're already sad and depressed about this. You might as well bring up the other things. So it'll be a one-time sad and depressed moment. So you'll prefer to do all the bad news at once. Instead of, you know, 
small doses where they have to deal with it uh, multiple times. Be like, I can be sad all at once. I can be sad multiple times in a day. I prefer all at once. Thank you very much. So, and then let's see. Apparently, we've, um, we talk about she tries to face her um, abuser after in present time and in past time. But she kind of runs away in the past because it reminded her of the good times and reminded her of the bad times. Like, she's seeing her relationship with him and she's comparing it to the relationship her mom had with her dad and it just wasn't the same and it wasn't giving her the feeling she wanted them to feel. And it was just making her even more sad about the entire thing and the fact that she had an abortion. So just made the whole situation worse. So she just left. So ran. Came home to her mom, still couldn't tell her, but snuggled up next to her, ate some ice cream. And then we flash over to present day, where, you know, Toby said that I love you and I'm proud of you for finally dealing with your problems. And if you want me to come out the car and beat the shit out of this guy, I will. My Toby, my big teddy bear. So he goes out of the car, finds the guy on the internet, stalks him for a while. They come to his place of work. She tells him off about all the crap that she went through, all the self-esteem that you held hostage for her, all the everything that you put her through. And she said, it's all your fault. There was nothing wrong with me. I was going through a tough time and now I'm better for it. I'm a proper person. I have a family. I have someone who loves me. I can't say if she has a career or not yet, but she has a stable job. My life is better. Your life still sucks, which means that you're the worst person in this situation, not me. You're an abuser. Um, apparently, you always will be. But the world is changing, and you're not going to last long if you don't change yourself. I change myself. For the better of me, myself, my family, I'm a better person and I feel better on the inside. And Kate just walked off. I was very proud of her. I was very proud. Which is basically Randall's mom's story, right? So... And those mom, it's kind of started out, apparently she was in a very richy rich family with her banker dad and a depressed mom. A depressed mom, when I say depressed, I mean out of touch, out of, out of this world. I can't remember the name for it, but she was just out of it. I mean, like she wanted to get close to her husband, but her husband just kept ignoring her for jobs, meetings. Whatever, just didn't pay attention to her whatsoever. And apparently, that kind of just left her off down the wayside and kind of, kind of looked like she fell into a depressive state. And then we have the big brother and we have the little sister, who is Randall's mom. They are close as two siblings could be. He always covered for her. They have a, the father has a sister who he doesn't forgive for something. I don't know what the hell she did, but she did something to piss him off, apparently. You well, know, that's just how that went, right? So, hmm, what else? Um, 
sorry, I tried to go in order of this thing. So they announced he she goes off to meet the father's sister, her aunt, who apparently those two are like two peas in a pod. And then, I mean, she was saying there were two kinds of people in the world. The one that go on a straight line and the one that just could go anywhere. And apparently, those two are the latter. Um, with the eyes in the back of the head when she shows up on her little farm. And they sell their fruits and vegetables at the market. And apparently, that's where she first met High. Um, as she grew up over the years, I mean, like, the father tried to keep her away from the aunt, but that didn't go very well. She may have gotten some beatings over it. So, what da 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 What do you say? Ta-da-da-da-da-ass up. A lot of that probably happened. Um, as she grew up with her brother covering for those two spending time together, it was still, it was pretty good. I mean, she was getting arranged for marriages by the time she was older. They were trying to set her up with this boring ass man that she had no interest in. While she fell in love with the Vietnamese guy from across the road who was selling fish. I mean, they first met when she was trying to release all her anger from the fact that her brother died. And she was left alone in that house with no one who understood her. And her brother died in the army, Jackson. I mean... Even Randall had whiplash at the fact that he got an uncle and lost them all in the same day. And we, she goes, apparently this is, I, mean, I think Randall gets his anxiety from his mother. Because this is how she releases all of hers. And her aunt told her, just go into the water and just scream it all out. And all the frustrations and the anger and get as loud and as long as you want to to release everything let it all go and he just went like ah in the water and that's where she first met high i mean like it was on one of her little excursions that i thought she was drowning at the time they met later in the real life it, they kind of had the language barrier they were very cute about it learned each other's languages it was very nice and then let's see what else we got here Father is very overbearing, trying to force her into marriage, absent-minded, depressed mother, invisible daughter, not seen by anyone in the house, but still seen as in she's still there, but not really. She fell in love. They were supposed to run away together, but High couldn't leave because he still had his family to take care of. They wouldn't have survived over here without him. Apparently he didn't have any siblings either, so he suggested that you stayed with them, but apparently she couldn't do that, and that's when she left and went off to be with, well, went off on the bus, and that's where she met our boy William. Now, we go through their relationship, and William thought she died. It's the moment that Randall wanted to know about because Randall was like, this all stopped. This all being like one notebook situation. It's very lovey-dovey, but I need to know how the fact, how did William not lie to me? I need you to explain that point. Beth calmed him down and finally said that, you know, should William just left before she came back to life? And he felt really better about it. And But didn't last long. Be like, why didn't she ever look for me? He was stuck on that point now. And he said that she wanted to. She woke up in a hospital 
I don't know, a couple days or a week later, and she got arrested for drug, for drug possession. She got five years. She got no mercy. She tried to call her family, but she just couldn't speak. Although they recognized her, and that's the best she could have done. I mean, they could have hunted her down. I don't know if they had the fact that they got to track phone calls back then, but it didn't look like they did, or they tried and they failed. She was locked up for five years, and she, apparently she never talked to High about those five years. It was very stressful and heart-wrenching and depressing and angry, and a lot of emotions just went through those five years. And when she came out, she was a totally different person. She was off drugs, but the guilt of what happened to her baby and the fact that she didn't think she deserved to go find him and be a mother in the first place just kind of locked her up. She came back to her aunt, and she was with her aunt for a couple of times, and then her aunt tell her to go into the water and go let it all out. And that's when she did it again. And she didn't really smile much after that. She let out as much as she could, but apparently the resentment and anger was still all there for what the hell she'd been through all this time. It's mainly probably because she was a black woman in those kind of times that possessed drugs, and the fact that it was more than likely her first offense, and she got no mercy and five years, I'd be like, mm. you know that's fishy. I don't really know y'all American lives, but that sounded fishy. Sounded real biased and racially biased. But those were the times. So she's back with her aunt selling fish on the side of the road. Apparently, I think she talked to her parents. I'm not sure. She was kind of iffy about it because she was ashamed and she didn't know how to face them and say they were better off without her. But I think after she went in the water and released most of her anxiety, aggression, and all the feelings she had, she went to talk to them. So, she, I mean, we didn't see them ever again. I'm trying to figure out if Randall and I will go look for the rest of his family because your mom had more family, from what I understood. That was her father and mother. I'm pretty sure her father and mother, your grandparents, had sides of the family. You probably still have more out there. So... I guess he knew his birth story right now, but he could go even further if he wanted to. But it seems like he's satisfied with what's, what the information he got up to this point. And then apparently they kind of, but when she came back, uh, him, her, and I saw each other and they got waves and moments. And apparently Beth was like, all this sexual tension and nonsense and Rana was like, I want to hear a lot about my mommy. And, but I was married at the time. My wife was pregnant. Uh, all we could have done was high. But when his wife, and over the years, that's just how they went by with moments, waves, small conversations. And when they got older, there was a day that she didn't show up. Because apparently every day they looked for each other. But the one day she didn't show up, it was after. His children left the house and his wife died. It's been a couple of years since he goes to look for her. And then she found out that she has cancer. And then the doctor was saying she's going to die soon. But lo and behold, they started, I guess, hanging out or going out again. And she got an extra two years. She told him her life story. 
about the son, about everything she went through. They talked and spent time together, ate, kissed, just stayed in that house and had a wonderful life. I noticed that they didn't actually talk about, you know, when the aunt died, which is very strange how important she was to my girl. It's very odd that that wasn't a point inside the story. Because we got a little of from the aunt when she said that she also fell in love with a married man and had a, and was got pregnant, but uh, she did something and she lost them both. That's what kind of connected those two and told her you need to let it all go. And apparently that's one of the reasons that maybe her brother hates her and she got disowned from her family, sent away is what she said. Very hard and heart-wrenching. So, Randall's processing all these memories and apparently he said, sat in the house and I just sat and processed all the information he got then they went back to the hotel and went to sleep and Randall went back to the place by himself and went looking around at everything all his mother's memorabilia was everything her life that she spent here in this house I mean your grandparents house should be right up the road too so you should check that out as well Honestly, when I saw that she was in one of those Richie Rich families, she kind of reminded me of Greenleaf. Rando went into the water and apparently he had a little moment with his ghost of a mom. They talked about how she wished that she could have met him, all the things that, all the feelings she had. He talked about all the feelings he had. How I wish I could have met you. We were right next to each other, we still didn't see each other. All the time that was taken away. Her apology for the fact that they never got to meet. All the love that she said she had. And she was the one that told him that you have my eyes. And all the sadness and pain in them. You need to let it go, Randall. Let it all go. She held a hand next to his face and my wife just screamed it all out. I mean... It's not like he was in the he was in one canyon. He just screaming all out the echoes. It wasn't long, but it was loud. So he finally got what he wanted. Because he said he finally knows his birth story. He was loved and cherished by two perfectly imperfect people who loved him more than anything in this world. He had a lightness about him, even Beth noticed it. He was lighter on his feet, lighter in his head, lighter in his eyes, lighter in his personality. He felt ready to forgive his brother. He's like, his life was finally coming together. He felt amazing. He said he hasn't felt this free, I don't know how long. And on the road back, he decided to, he wants to forgive. He wants to get over all these painful things in his life. Wants only have good things, enjoy his life. So he calls up Kevin. Unfortunately, Kevin is going through the worst part of his life while Randall's life is finally coming all together. Apparently, he went to his thing. I'm like, he 
was having a foreboding, foreshadowing feeling that he wasn't supposed to. He went anyway. And apparently Madison's in uh, in the hospital about to give birth. He's way too many miles away. And apparently whatever happened on set wasn't all that great either. So apparently he just had a terrible time. He couldn't talk to Randall. He just told him what all was going on. He hanged up and he went on his way. And apparently with that promo for next week, my boy got into an accident. And it was not pretty. I mean, we know he survived because we saw flashbacks of the future, but damn. It was awful. And I wonder if this baby that's coming for Kate and Toby is the baby, the girl for the future scenes. It'll be interesting if she is. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to my This Is Us after show, my recap, my theories. Hope you guys liked it. You guys be safe during Corona. Um, you can follow me at the Queen of Regal on Twitter at Tanisha Fujiyashi on Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm.